Purple Elephant shower thought of the day. What if the lottery is just an institution to catch time travelers? This is Purple Elephant Radio, where we hear about storytelling, originality, and creativity from the creators who are actually making something matter. I'm your host, Sean Green. This episode is a milestone for me, not because of any superficial number of episodes that I'm hitting, not for any reason that would be obvious to someone, but a milestone to me because it marks the first episode in which I have something worth selling. I'm releasing The Purple Elephant Artist, a book, a book for creators and creatives and artists, which are really all one and the same in spite of each word having a different connotation. A book for someone who wants to be more creative, more original. For someone who wants to overcome their own writer's block. So that it's a a thing of the past, a myth. For those who want to sustain themselves, financially speaking. Because it's not enough to say, I want to be an artist and I'll starve for it. This book is about saying, how can we balance the act of innovating and creating change in the world and also earning a a living in the process. So as the title probably suggested, this book and this series of podcast episodes is going to be broken down into the the four sections, the the subcategories of the book. Think, consume, create, become. And there's going to be five podcast episodes because I'm breaking down the become section into two parts, becoming the artist and becoming the content creator. So I think they're worth differentiating. And essentially this book is all about distilling everything I've written about, thought about, um, created about over almost the past year and distilling them into categories that I think can practically improve someone's creative skill. But this episode is all about the first category, think. And I think to explain this section, it's worth going a little bit deeper into my personal origin story and saying, well, how did I even get here? How did I even get from the Purple Elephant films to the blog to the podcast to now making a book to before all that stand-up comedy to before all that joining clubs in college how did the me from high school get to this point and I realized my origin story starts with thinking with the worst combination of self-awareness and a lack of knowing how to express it if you ever try to look at my writing and really focus on you know what am I actually saying you'll notice probably that a lot of what I say is meta. It's thinking about thinking. It's thinking about the structures of structures, thinking about the patterns of patterns. And I think that has really been a defining point of my brand, of Purple Elephant. But thought without acting on it is useless. It's pointless. It's probably going to be, it's probably going to show up as anxiety if you think all the time and have no way of expressing it. So 
think is, in my opinion, the first step of becoming a creator, having something original to say, but also can't be the only step. We need to do the other three, consume, create, become, in order to live a successful and fulfilling creative life. But I'm getting ahead of myself. There are two big realizations from from basically organizing this section I call think. The two realizations were we need to be curious about something. We need to have something to say because the medium is not enough. You have to have a message to go along with the medium. And two is that the only way we're going to ever have something original to say is if we learn how to answer our own questions. And that is what can't be consumed. I think those are two good jumping off points. So I'll start with the first one. What are you curious about? Ask yourself this question often. Because in high school, I would not have been able to tell you. I would have said, okay, yeah, you know, I really like marketing and entrepreneurship and stuff because I really like those classes. I really like those teachers. But I mean, true curiosity. I didn't have an ounce of that in my blood, or at least I didn't realize it. And I think curiosity starts with two things. It starts with the positive point and realizing what scares you. By positive point, I mean not what you don't like, not what you're not curious about. I don't care if something bores you. What interests you? Because again, I think this is going back to my high school self. I think I could have easily told you, you know, oh, I really hate history. It's so boring. I hate science. It's so boring. I went through an engineering phase, but now, you know, I can do math, but it's not that interesting. The positive point says, okay, yeah, you're bored by a lot of stuff. What do you like? What are you curious about? And I think often... This is probably a pretty common thing with teenagers and and teenage angst. I think for myself, it was very clear that the things I thought about were extraordinarily limited. How can I know what I'm curious about if my only worldview is from some suburban neighborhood? And a part of that, overcoming that, was reading. I think I'm going to talk about reading more in the the next episode of this series, but books were a world expander. Books gave me something to think about. And so you'll notice, uh, and you'll probably notice this more, but the interconnectedness of all four themes, all four categories. I was thinking while I was consuming. And nowadays, while I create stuff, I'm still thinking, I'm still consuming. And so a big part of my journey in high school was, you know, junior year, senior year, actually reading books, books that weren't required to read. And, you know, in this episode, I don't think there's any easy way to teach someone how to read if they don't want to read. So there's no point in me trying to convince you unless it's to convince you to buy the book that I made. But I think the desire to even be curious is its own curiosity, and which again sounds weird and meta and confusing, but all it comes down to is if you're not curious about anything, your first curiosity is what am I curious about? 
Because as little kids, we were curious about everything. We wanted to know why the sky was blue, why clouds move the way they do. We wanted to know all those things. And whether it's our schooling that gets rid of this desire or just a natural part of growing up, I think a lot, a lot of people lose this curiosity, this natural childlike curiosity. And it becomes its own journey to find it again. That was where my journey started. Thinking about what do I actually like? What do I actually want? The positive point. This had to come before I would have ever had something original to say. Because nowadays a person could make a brand complaining about everything. Call them the critic. But even they have to know what they're looking for, what they like. So I don't think any, any person can exist as a creator or a creative unless they know what they're curious about. And this is not having to say you, you don't have to know your big purpose in life. You don't have to know your big reason for being. You can ask very specifically, very concretely, what am I curious about? And I'll just throw out some random examples. You know, some people get curious about finances, the stock market. Some people get curious about marketing, about psychology, about persuasion, about sociology. Then there's the obvious fields of science and math where people get curious about numbers and, and why things fit the way they do. A biologist gets curious about nature. An ecologist gets curious about the environment. But I think in this weird way, the person who's set on being a, a writer or a filmmaker or an illustrator doesn't often know what they're curious about. Because curiosity is not the same as wanting to be an artist, wanting to be a painter. If you were to make a film about making films, I would argue that you're not curious about making films you're curious about the psychology of a person who wants to make films. So even that is its own thing. You're curious about the emotional state of people. You're curious about the emotions people experience. So uh, this is something you have to ask yourself. Curiosity is something you have to figure out yourself. But I think for some of the artists, some of the creatives who haven't necessarily figured it out, I would ask you, is it possible if you want to be a storyteller that you're, you're curious about the way people are, about the psychology of a person, of the sociology of groups of people? So curiosity is really the art of asking questions. Because if you've never given it thought, if you don't know what you're curious about, if you don't know what you like, and when I say what you like, I mean beyond your vices. I mean, what are your hobbies? What interests you? And again, I don't think it's that uncommon for people to say, I don't have any hobbies because I went through that phase. But if curiosity is the art of asking questions, another piece, the thing that I mentioned earlier is to be able to answer your own questions is what originality is. In my opinion, the key to be a, an original creator is to answer your own questions. Answer the questions that can't, that answer the questions that Google can't tell you. Here's what can't be consumed, your reaction to stuff. You can't read a book telling you how you're going to react to something else. And that reaction, that conclusion that you draw 
from content you're consuming. That is the valuable thing. That is your original factor. I don't have better I don't have a better word to explain it. So in addition to being curious about things, we'll say, games, um, certain types of books, certain types of stories, you must also be curious about your own distinct opinions. There's another aspect of this section that's really important, and that is to care about something. It sounds almost silly, but again, when I said I wasn't curious about anything, I was also, I didn't really care about anything. Not in a a deeply depressed way. I don't want to make it sound like that. But I mean, I didn't care in the sense of I had no strong opinions. And here's one of the things I've realized. Avoid the middles. Have a fear of middles. The person who sits in the middle, who never takes a side, and I can see this being construed for some political thing. It's not because there's a stark difference between me saying to pick a side and and pick an extreme versus telling you to find something new to say, find a unique viewpoint. The person who doesn't have a opinion, who doesn't, who can't answer the question, what is a opinion that I have that not many people would agree with me on? The person who doesn't have that has no direction. They will have nothing they can create except extremely superficial, extremely basic, non-risky art. And I wouldn't even call it art at that point. I'd call it, you know, boring content. So in addition to being curious, in addition to, you know, answering your own questions, being curious about your own opinions about stuff, develop viewpoints. It's not something that comes naturally. I think it's much better to be conscious of what are the views that I want to develop? What are the morals that I want to develop for myself? The beliefs that I want to believe? There's a great quote that says, my first act of free will shall be to believe free will. And I love that. And it relates to what I'm talking about of being able to answer your own questions, of being curious about stuff. You choose your curiosity. I think one of the biggest myths in our modern culture is you discover your passion. You discover the meaning in your life. Someone will, some fairy godmother will drop down and say, this is your reason for being. This is what you will do the rest of your life. And you'll be content forever. (laughs) I hope you hear how absurd that sounds. Part of think is realizing your own philosophies of drawing your own conclusions And a part of my journey, if you want to, I'll call it that, part of my journey was really diving into metaphysics and asking myself, you know, what are my beliefs about the big stuff in life? What are my beliefs surrounding death? What are my beliefs surrounding why am I here? What's the meaning of life? A couple great books that really helped me in my thinking were The first is called The Book by Alan Watts, and the second is Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. And that's the other thing. In in this little series, I'm going to be dropping names of books that I think are extremely valuable to read. I think those books 
shaped my thinking dramatically. And you'll notice, if you ever do read those books, they don't give concrete answers. At least man's search for meaning. In it, he tells you three ways to find meaning. But he doesn't say, here's the meaning of life. Because no one can answer that for you except you. That's why thought is so important. That's why you have to answer your own questions. That's why you have to be curious about something. I hope you see how these are all starting to link together. Your philosophy, your metaphysics, your psychology. Have you ever thought about how you think? Because I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but if you've never given thought to your own thought patterns, if you've never scrutinized any of your long-held beliefs, then how on earth can you write a story with a, of a person with a different viewpoint than you? How can you ever write a compelling character, a fully developed three-dimensional character, if you barely even know yourself? So this idea of know thyself, it's going to be a long journey, a journey we get to embark on the rest of our lives. But even in the first steps, the first steps of asking myself, who am I? Already in asking that question, already in being the slightest bit curious, we are on track to find answers, not the answer, but answers. One thing that I just kind of glazed over on is my thoughts around death. I don't really have crazy beliefs after someone dies, but I mean just the thought of death. Memento mori. Remember you are mortal. I don't think about death every day, but in reading Alan Watts' books, I have come to the personal realization that, you know, life and death is, they're as connected as up and down. You can't have hills without troughs. We need death to give meaning to life. Essentially, a huge part of my thinking this past year, this for the development of this book, has been to think about cycles and to realize that variety is the spice of life. If everything was the same, life would be a bore. And I think that was a big part of why I didn't have any curiosities in high school. Because every day felt the same. Every day was so boring. And that's no, no offense to, you know, my my good friends and great teachers, but but the suburbs are not that interesting. I don't think I'm, <laughs> I don't think I'm saying some wild viewpoint here. It's only if we seek new curiosities, and by that I mean being curious about what makes you curious. It's only if we seek that out that we will ever get out of this state of monotony, of mediocreness. So I think a lot of things boil down to thinking is the essential point I'm trying to make. Why do you want to be an artist? Or what does that even mean? Here's been another part of my thinking is clarify the words you use. Be aware of the connotations you have for the words you use. Do you consider yourself an artist or a creator or a creative? How do you differentiate them? To me, the term artist gives me this impression of some uber weird contemporary art gallery where there's upside down toilets and, you know, a 50,000 
in a $50 million block of orange paint. You know, it's, it's so conceptual that I don't even get it. To me, the term artist puts a bad taste in my mouth only because I've been so conditioned to think about art in terms of fine art. And then the term content creator almost does the opposite. To me, a content creator is just a glorified marketer. They don't care about making the world more beautiful. They're trying to sell something or they're just trying to get the point of cross or they're just trying to, or they're just a hack. They're delivering the audience what they want. They're not taking any innovative risk. And so to me, creative, to be a creative as a noun, that is kind of the combination of the two. To seek to market ideas, to seek to educate people on things that I believe are right and true. And at the same time, make the world a little bit more beautiful in the process. That is what I think the good of art is. Artists innovate. Content creators make something popular and we need both. And I'll get, again, I'll, I'll touch on those much more heavily in, you know, the, the last two episodes of this, but thinking about the words you use, and this comes back to an earlier thing I said about the positive point. How often are you talking about things you don't like? How often are you talking about things you do like things you are curious about? And again, all I can think of, all I can refer to is me from high school. And I can tell you, I didn't have many positive things to point at. I complained a lot and a little sidetracking story, but really the first thing that got me out of this before I thought about creating anything, the first thing that got me out of this weird funk was focusing on my nutrition. I'm sure I've, I know I've mentioned it before, but focusing on my nutrition, optimizing it was essential to realizing that there is a thing I can work towards rather than just saying, I don't really like anything. It was in some sense, my first passion was to optimize my health, was to clear my cystic acne. And I succeeded and I had to move on. And that's why I'm making a brand about creativity and creating. But the moral of that little side note was when I became, when I used the positive point, instead of saying, I hate my acne, I'm I wish I wasn't insecure. I wish I wasn't so anxious and self-aware. I realized I had to focus on clear skin, on good health, on the positive side, not avoiding words like not and, and shouldn't and can't. And this sounds so positive, thinky, and self-help oriented, but I'm just telling you the truth as I lived it. And that's why I, I'm trying to avoid talking like, you know, a, a motivator or a self-help person because I think this information is vital, but it almost needs to be rebranded as being cool for a creative and an artist in the same way that, in the same way that Steve Jobs kind of made technology and computers cool for creatives. I, I kind of want to do the same thing for the the world of self-development, but I might be getting ahead of myself. So I will wrap this episode up in as brief a summary as I can. Here's what this think section is about in the, in the new book I'm releasing, The Purple Elephant Artist. 
you have to figure out what you're curious about. You have to ask questions, even if that first question is, what am I curious about? That is the first step on your path to becoming a a creator or a creative who has something original to say. The second step or doesn't even have, you don't have to think of it as a step-by-step process, but from there, you need to learn to answer your own questions, to trust your own opinions, to lean into having an opinion, to lean into liking something and realizing that the more you experience, the more distinctions you can make in saying, you know, I do like this. I don't like that. I do agree with this. I don't agree with that. If we're constantly on the sidelines, if we're constantly meandering in the middle, then we'll never break out of that. We'll never have a a strong enough opinion to make art to begin with. The other piece of thinking is thinking about the big stuff, the, the, your philosophies, the metaphysics, what happens when we die? What are your thoughts around death? Not even if heaven or whatever, if that exists, but just the idea of death, does it scare you? Do you accept it? And then clarifying your words, clarifying your vocabulary, being self-aware of the way you talk to yourself in your head, to be aware of your inner voice, not in a mindful meditation way, but just in the sense of how often am I thinking about what I don't like, what I don't want, what I can't have, and how often am I thinking about the positive side of things, what I do like, what I am curious about, and being aware of what you even mean when you think of a certain word. What connotation does it bring up? Do you want to be an artist? Do you want to be a filmmaker? Do you want to be a storyteller? What's the difference to you? How do they feel? What do you associate with those words? These are all things to think about and to think deeply about them. And I promise that even if you don't buy the book, even if you just listen to this and took some of what I said, gave some reflection to yourself, I think you will grow exponentially. But if you really do want to expand yourself even more than this episode might have done for you, I highly recommend clicking the the link in the description and buying the book, The Purple Elephant Artist. And I'll end this off with a little aphorism, a little thing that I thought up, and it's about original ideas. Original ideas don't come from doing the opposite of the status quo. They come from being open to all directions and following what feels right and true. The status quo, what the masses are doing, is irrelevant. That's the only way you'll ever have something original to say, is if you're self-aware enough to realize what you do like, to realize what feels true to you. Thanks for listening, and think on. (laughs) This has been Purple Elephant Radio. Don't forget to subscribe, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.